Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And in this episode, we're not going to be talking about <laughs> another right of the personal bill of rights, rather something that really, really need I needed to talk about. So this episode is kind of painful to talk about. But I think, you know, some things are just the way they are. And I guess we do not um, have much to change, right? Things are just uh, the way they are sometimes, you know? So this episode is inspired by the website thenarcissisticlife.com. And I came across... Their article called, My Father the Narcissist. A narcissistic father is a tyrant and bully. I have to say, um, this does not only apply to the narcissistic father. This can be anybody, literally. A narcissistic partner would do these things. A narcissistic girlfriend or boyfriend would do these things. A narcissistic daughter of healthy parents would do these. Or son. And also a narcissistic boss. So, I mean, I think regardless of sex or gender or age, a lot of the times this the same personality disorder so usually the symptoms will be the same so i was pretty much attentive reading the article but what caught my attention the most is what i'm gonna say here as i took notes of course um but keep in mind that maybe perhaps not all the signs may apply okay so here are the nars uh, the characteristics of a narcissist. They turn every conversation to him or herself, and I had this example repeat itself like what a thousand times. I mean, it goes from everywhere and everybody. Just I had a colleague who did this. I had my mom who did it. I had my dad who did it. I had an ex boyfriend who did it. I had my boss who did it. Every single thing it's just so weird every single conversation has to be revolving around them and they turn it to themselves like oh my god just freaking the spotlight must always be on them and that's so so annoying Alright, the next one expects you to meet his or her emotional needs. Like, you always have to be available and you always have to be giving them attention to their emotional needs. If they're crying, you must always be there and always cheering them up or literally crying with them. If they're happy, you have to be happy. If they're mad over someone, you have to be mad. It's fucking crazy. 
Ignores the next sign is ignores the impact of his or her negative comments on you. They do this, I think, on purpose. Essentially, they don't care of how impactful his or her negative comment on you is. I think because they never really had a true, genuine empathy where they can just stop themselves for a minute and just think, what if this happened to me? You know, how will I feel about it? They don't think about it that way. They ignore the impact of their negative comments on you. Next, they constantly criticize or berate you and knows or know what's best for you. You see this every single time you do something that they somehow don't appreciate or they don't approve of and you're usually criticized over it and they you just always feel like this person always knows best um for you and you feel like you don't really know much in life so and this is really painful Again, um, another one is they focus on blaming rather than taking responsibility for his or her own behavior, his or her, ugh, his or her own behavior, and rather than just literally being accountable for their behavior, what they did to you, they just freaking blame you just to justify their behavior around you. And remember when I taught when I told you about the uh, argument that we had in the car because of spending my salary over like overspending my salary which is not even enough to sustain me for a whole month so right when I assertively and calmly said I cannot continue this conversation with me because you keep turning your eyes away and you keep turning your head away and just sighing like that I don't like that I'm not going to continue this conversation Instead of taking responsibility over his screaming and blaming and yelling at me, he continued on, he, and he even threatened me in front of my mom and sister, my dad, and um, he he showed up as the victim, which is something I'm going to talk about in the future, but, but yeah. And then they blame you instead of taking responsibility over their deeds. What he did was he literally blamed me in front of my sister and told me, why are you doing that? You know, you're being so rude. I never did anything to you and all that shit. Another one is expect you to jump to his or her every freaking need. And this is just like what a baby does. Literally, not even a toddler, not even a, not even a child, but literally what a baby does is immediately like immediately once they have their need of crying for something you you have to immediately jump to it and you are expected to jump to each and every uh his or her each and every need of his or hers next is overly involved with his or her own hobbies interests or addictions ignoring your needs yeah ignoring your needs basically 
So what they will do is um, they will be very interested in their own hobbies and interests and addictions even. Like they're, for example, addicted to sports or social media or whatever. They're going to be constantly involved with their own hobbies and interests and addictions and ignoring your needs when you need them to do something for you. They'll just dismiss it and they're act they'll act like they didn't hear you they act like they didn't care because that's what they do you know they are involved in their own little world of fantasies and hobbies and interests and interests next sign is has high need for attention and this is similar to the previous two Always, always freaking attention, always must supply them with attention, and you have really have to have the energy and focus and concentration and dedication to give them that attention that they need because that's the, that's the supply they live for. Next sign, brags, sulks, complains, inappropriately teases, and is flamboyant, loud, and boisterous. I had this freaking craziest colleague in my life who always, always does these. She always brags, she always sulks, always complains, always inappropriately teases. She is loud, she is boisterous, she is flamboyant, she is all of these, and she's doing them on a consistent basis. And I just have to sit there and just, like, admire the the miracle happening in front of me and just wait for some peacefulness, you know, uh, as soon as she's gone. I mean, not fired, but, like, as soon as she leaves the, the room, the desk that we're in. The office, I mean. The office that we're in. Next sign is... Close-minded about his or her own mistakes, can't handle criticism, and gets angry to shut it off. Absolutely. I mean, they're absolutely close-minded about their mistakes. They look only to justify their mistakes. They don't really consider other alternatives or options to fix their mistakes. Can't handle criticism whatsoever because their ego or should I say super ego, is really fragile. And instead of uh, taking responsibility and handling the issue in a mature way, what they will do is they get angry and pissed off just to shut it off and to move to the next thing. Um, they become angry when their needs are not met and throw tantrums or intimidate. Yeah, they're just like freaking babies. When their needs are not met, when the attention is not given to them, they'll throw tantrums and they'll even intimidate that person and personally attack that person. Like, not just attack their ideas or arguments, but they'll personally attack that person. And they will offend that person and intimidate them because simply their needs weren't met for whatever stupid kind of reason it might be. It might even be like a, a really, really ridiculous reason of just not paying attention and just missing out on the idea. They'll get furious. 
literally will do whatever it takes to get attention. Alright, next is, has an attitude of anything you can do, I can do better. And just imagine them saying that, like, in that tone of voice. Like, anything, literally anything you can do, you think you can do, I can do it better, honey. And just be careful, you know, like, beware. You're not dealing with anybody here, you're dealing with me. You can't do anything better than I do. You might as well respect yourself. And that's their attitude. That's always their freaking mindset. Like, they're always feeling like they're superior than everybody else. Because what's they have... The thing that they have been raised throughout all their childhood is that they have always been taught to receive this phrase or similar phrases to this one. Like, you are the most generous person. You are the cutest girl. You are the most... You know, the most uh, intelligent boy. You're, you're, you're the most loveliest princess. You're the most, uh, I don't know, um, sweetest girl. You're this, you're the most playful boy. Just always, you know, uh, inflating their head, pretty much. And just giving them this constant praise. Because who's to blame, I think? Well, I think it's their parents. Their parents are the ones to blame before the school, before the nursery, before anybody else. It's the parents who make their children narcissistic. Okay, let's just get that clear. Um, um, uh, what's the next one? Oh yeah, engages in one-upmanship to see to seem important. They always talk about themselves as the solo hero, legendary of the story to always seem important. Either they're the super victim or they're the superhero of the story, and that is just for them to seem important. Acts in a seductive manner or is overly charming. And they will do this on a freaking consistent basis. And they're always attracting people around them. And they're, because they always seek attention and they always seek supply from people because they're addicted to it. And so, acting in a seductive manner or being overly charming is two ways to get that it's an effort a reasonable effort next is vain and fishes for compliments expects you to admire him to admire him or her yeah they're obviously very very much vain and just incredibly superficial and they always expect you to admire them they aren't satisfied unless he or she gets the biggest or the best at everything. They seek status. They spend money only to impress others. They don't really spend money for their personal needs and just um, their own like needs and wants to be met. But rather, or even just investment purposes, they just spend the money to impress others. 
Imagine just buying a house. You know, buying a house to them is not something that is going to help them with, for example, real estate investment and just um, having a project at the end of the day to work for and feel productive and feel like you are adding meaning to your life. No, they're just spending that money of, for example, uh, real estate, just to impress others, just to get the latest car, just to get the biggest mansion, just to get that latest iPhone or whatever, you know, it's just to impress others with what they have. They forget about, they forget what you have done for them in the past, but keeps reminding you of how much you owe them today. In fact, they never remember what you have done for them no matter how endless and numberless they might seem those things you've done for them no they don't really remember it at all but they'll always remind you that you always owe them um they neglect the family to impress others they just do it all is a super or are a super person to get admiration always always seeking the admiration always seeking that supply that drug that they can't function without they threaten to abandon you if you don't uh go along if they if you don't go along with what he or she wants they do and this is what happens this is what happens before the discard phase if you don't go along with what they or he or she wants you're gonna be abandoned you're gonna be left alone the world will swallow you this terrible horrible place will never accept you as a human being because you never fit in the first place and they'll tell you these things to make you feel bad about yourself if you don't go along with what his or her uh, needs or wants are. They do not obey the law. They see themselves above. Oh my god. Why am I so freaking blind? They do not obey the law. They see themselves above it. Um, not to the extent where they're actually criminals, but they always talk about them, uh, about themselves like this. If I were the president of this world, if I were the president of X country, if I were the highest in the in the highest position of the Senate, if I were in the highest position of the kingdom, etc., they always talk about themselves like they're above the law. Like the law is just obeying them. As part of their fantasy, really, they're just expecting everything to be under their control. And that is in their mind, that is in their little world that they're swimming in. Because they do not obey the law. They think that the law is flawed and they think that they are perfect. Next, they do not expect to be penalized for failure, to follow directions, or conform to guidelines. Usually they don't see themselves capable of obeying and conforming to guidelines or even penalized for failure they see themselves 
impenetrable, uncriticizable, absolutely unable to obey whatsoever. Like, no matter what orders are given to them, they just are never going to listen to them because they do not expect to be penalized for failure, to follow directions or conform to guidelines. That is their problem. They ignore your feelings and call you overly sensitive or touchy if you express your feelings. See, that's the paradox. They ignore your feelings. They literally have no freaking, like, um, empathy or should I say sentimental feelings of what you might feel if you're feeling something bad. But... If you're feeling bad, I mean, but but they call you overly sensitive if you ever express your feelings. Walking paradox. Um, they tell you how you should feel and not feel. They don't explicitly tell you, okay, they might explicitly tell you how you should feel and how you should not feel, but... When it comes to this, they'll do it in a consistent pattern. It's a freaking pattern of behavior. This is not just done once or twice and just, and then, uh, you know, forgotten. They do this on a consistent basis and you feel like they're criticizing you, like they're criticizing your own character. You're not yourself anymore because, like I mentioned in that freaking previous episode, I forgot what number it was, but anyway, I talked about the false self imposed on you and that it is that it is exactly oh my god i don't know how to speak english anymore that is what they've been trying to do all the time is that when they control you and consistently criticize and judge you you're questioning yourself you're doubting your own character and you don't know who you are anymore and you're trying to build this false version of yourself that is molded according to how they tell you you should feel or not, do or not, say or not, etc. Um, next sign is they cannot listen to you and cannot allow your opinions because they're too entitled to listen to any of your opinions and you're not listened to, you're not really recognized at this point. Only their opinions and their issues and their points of view and perspectives and needs and wants and wishes are are the things that supposed to be uh, highlighted nothing else is or are more interested in his or own or her own interests and concerns than yours and this is pretty much what i said earlier it's pretty much the same um they ignore your needs and and they don't really give a damn about your own interests and con- and uh, concerns. Um, which is why they always talk about themselves and they talk about their own interests and their own concerns. They don't really give you an ear. Um, they are unable to see things from any point of view other than his or her own. Yes, absolutely true. You feel like the discussion 
the so-called discussion is one-sided. Like, they're really dominating the conversation and they're always taking every single, um, like, um, speech or, like, role possible and they just leave you quiet, just sitting there quietly. And because when it comes to debates and trying to see different perspectives and where people come from they don't do that they don't see that people come from different uh you know cultures or traditions or raisings whatever it doesn't matter to them because all that matters to them is their own point of view and nobody else's they want to control what you do and say they try to micromanage you this one, especially for the bosses, the bosses always will want to control what you do and say, and they'll try to ma- micromanage you at every single opportunity that they get. Bosses who are narcissistic, of course. Um, attempts to make you feel stupid, helpless, and inept when you do thing when you do things on your own. When you're trying to do things on your own and you're trying to present yourself as this responsible freaking adult, this especially applies to parents. Sometimes narcissistic parents, what they'll do is they make you feel stupid and inept and absolutely incapable of doing anything um, when you're doing things on your own. And, you're feel, and you feel like at the same time they're stealing your ability to do those things. It's like... That ability right there is being stolen from you just because they have an authority over you. They still have the right to raise you and to back you up, you know. They just make you feel stupid and helpless and inept. And they love doing that, unfortunately. Has shallow emotions and interests, definitely. Very shallow, and let me pretty much put it this way. I would say materialistic and very not really divine or spiritual or like important. Their emotions and interests are really just for attention and for bragging and for, um, and just for like short term of the now like just in the moment you know they're not thinking long term their interests and emotions are just for the moment you know and that is it they exploit others with lies and manipulation to get what they want they don't care what others have to say or have to think or if they're against it or if they're with it They just manipulate and lie to people consistently and compulsively to get whatever it is they want. And like I said, it's always for the short short term and it's always for please me now. I don't want to wait any longer. Uses emotional blackmail to get what he wants. The same thing, basically. They will invade your emotions. They will kill your emotions in plain sight to get what they want 
And finally, and this is the worst case scenario, is if they actually engage in physical or sexual abuse of children. And at this point, they must be avoided at all costs. Definitely. So, right here are so many signs. They might look really similar and they might not all, all apply at the same time. But you'll notice that it is always revolving around them and their own world and their own fantasy and their own entitlement, you know, uh, their own arrogance with their lack of empathy, with their constant lying and manipulation. They just don't care. These people focus on themselves and nothing more. I have another uh, short thing, really, just to see how this affects people and i got this article from healthresearchfunding.org they're really interesting um website and uh this article is entitled daughters of narcissistic fathers this article pretty much talks about the effects of this behavior on 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 daughters of narcissistic fathers So, you will probably be able to recall a number of instances in which your father criticized you in highly damaging ways. You probably have a deep-rooted fear of being left by your current or potential partner because you do not believe you are someone who is deserving of love and affection and it's because... You have been hacked into believing so all your freaking life. You are... These are basically the things that I have added for my own um, interpretation of these. So, being terrified of being left by your current or potential partner and believing that you're not worthy of love is something that you have been programmed to believe in all your freaking life. Okay, that is uh, an interpretation of mine. And then I also added, you are trained slowly but surely into coping with the stress of opinions forced on you that are designed to gaslight you to disbelieving in yourself, hating yourself, and therefore not a person worthy of love. Exactly. The amount of effort that you have to emit emit, in order for you to cope with this stressful situation of them imposing their opinions on you, controlling you, criticizing you, judging you, makes you feel like you hate yourself, you're ashamed of yourself, and you're not worthy of love anymore. Another uh, sign, another effect that they put is you might as though nothing you ever do is good enough. This this draws from your feelings of intense inadequacy mentioned above. Oh my god, that is not a complete sentence. What is actually meant to say here is you may, you may feel, you may feel as though nothing you ever do is good enough because of how much harshly criticized you are and how much they changed your expectations and goals for you. And that makes you feel like you're never really good enough. 
and you're always intensely feeling inadequate as a result. Even if, and this is the third effect of all of those characteristics mentioned would do, even if someone tells you that what you are doing is good enough, and this person is absolutely out of the narcissistic circle, you may not, like someone you have just met or dated, you may not believe them, because you do not have the fundamental tools necessary to accept compliments and gratitudes for others because, again, you have been constantly criticized and judged and devalued over time. So you hate yourself and you don't accept compliments and you see them as threats, though. Like, it doesn't feel like a compliment, but it feels like a fake compliment and they're just there to make themselves feel good about themselves. Which is something that is a false belief and part of the false identity that they, that the narcissistic person put on you, like the spell they put on you, like the curse, should I say, that they put on you. And that's how they made you feel. This is my interpretation. In other words, you are emotionally left to rot not helped to grow, freezing in the cold without the emotional warmth to grow and develop and prosper. You're just left there to rot, not helped to grow or develop, literally freezing in the cold, the cold world free of or lacking the emotional warmth and grow and growth and development and prosperity. They just lack all of that warmth that provides growth, development, and prosperity. And eventually, genuine appreciation of compliments by people who genuinely appreciate you and look at you as a powerful, or should I say, a realistic, capable human being of reaching a certain potential. Well, these are, sadly enough, the effects that leave you um, not loving yourself or caring for people around you or developing as much because of the characteristics and signs of what a narcissist is. See, that's how toxic these people are. That's how draining they are. That's how they suck your energy out of your life, man. When I'm talking about a toxic person, it's not just the way that they talk to you. I mean, language in itself is already more powerful than the nuclear weapons, believe it or not. And it's not the way that they physically hit you, you know, it's more than that. It's the, it's the way that they persist on it. It's the way that they continue doing it. It's the way that they keep provoking you into going crazy. So when a third party comes and witnesses the freaking massacre going on, you're the one who's crazy and they're the one victim. 
And it's crazy for even people to believe that this is a thing because they don't believe that a toxic relationship even exists. A lot of people from the society believe that this, all of this, and the signs and the characteristics are part of a normal, ordinary freaking relationship to happen between people, either in family, family-wise, romantically-wise, or workplace-wise. Like, <laughs> man, the fuck, man, really, what the fuck are you thinking? Seriously. So anyway, this is not a realistic way of having a relationship or even maintaining a relationship with someone. It's not realistic at all. It's draining. It's it's parasitical. It is toxic. It is not a healthy it is not what a healthy human being looks for in someone. And when someone is in search of a partner in their life or a boss in their life or a family member in their life, they're not looking for someone perfect. If you talk to someone retarded enough to believe that these signs are normal, okay, you tell them, look, I'm looking for someone who does the opposite of all of these. They look at you in a very, like, blank stare, and they'll tell you, Oh my god, you're looking for a perfect person? That doesn't exist. Live in this real world. You're dreaming too much. And that's how freaking stupid and ignorant a lot of people are. Is once you tell them, Look, see all these signs that fuck you up every single day? Imagine if they're just, if there's someone in the 8 billion people that we have on earth right now. Imagine if there's someone close to your age who does the opposite of these. What would it feel like? Just by that sigh, you'll understand how painful it is to even ask a stupid person like that. I mean, really, a lot of people are just too ignorant to admit that their assumptions of what a person should do to another is just crazy. It's really crazy. And there's only like a very, very few who actually believe there's someone who does not do all of those things that I mentioned in the size and does not leave you hating, literally hating yourself and not accepting anyone to be around you to support you in your life or dreams or whatever. It's crazy. God, and I had this thing where my FM sister told me herself. Like, she told me, I don't really remember what I told her, but it was about an ex who was, like, uh, clinging. And what she told me was, my goodness, 
Stop looking for someone who's perfect. Nobody's perfect. You know, everybody has flaws. And I'm just there like, really? Really? I mean, there are flaws that can be handled and they can be accepted and they can be dealt with easily, peacefully, you know, very assertively. And that would keep the relationship healthy and not draining and toxic. But to tell me that I'm looking for someone perfect who doesn't even exist, what are you saying exactly? All I'm looking for is what is is someone who doesn't do all the things that I mentioned in the signs. They just do the opposite. And I'm called as a, as a crazy person who dreams too much and who looks for someone perfect on this planet Earth. God damn. Oh, man. Okay, here's the thing. I will be recording an, an episode in the not very near future but in the near future of what a healthy relationship is about and what a healthy partner has and does to you and make sure that you have that partner in your life and just be attentive because I will publish I will record and publish that episode for sure because I love to talk about that and it is extremely important to know what a healthy relationship requires and what a healthy person and healthy relationship is. What their characteristics are and how really amazing it feels to even read those characteristics out loud and to record them and to have them heard by awesome people like you. Okay, alright, so this episode might have been a, a little too long, but I just wanted to say that I really, really enjoyed recording this episode, It's even though it's really fucking shitty, and the topic is kind of hurtful, but I just had to explain briefly, sort of, what a narcissist is and how their narcissism affects um, the survivors around it. Okay? Alright, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one.